This is Larie Daniel Favors, and welcome to The Hub. partner at Backstage Capital, identifying and investing in pre-seed and seed stage companies for the fund and accelerator. She's led numerous investments in the fund, as well as the selection of 24 companies into Backstage Accelerator to receive investment and development resources. Previously, she was a manager at Village Capital, where she analyzed opportunities and created investment recommendations in the fintech, education, health, food, agriculture, and energy sectors. Uh, Before that, she founded an e-commerce startup because she clearly has not enough time to do any of these things. Uh, runaway, uh, runway Technologies while completing an MBA at Harvard Business School. This woman is busy. Uh, she, I could continue reading her bio for many, 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 many more minutes, but I think the more important point would be to bring her on to the microphone. Brittany Davis, it is such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, for people who are new to Backstage Capital, can you just remind us of the need that your organization was birthed to fulfill? Yes, absolutely. And I think um, just explaining like venture capital first, Mm. because if you're not familiar with venture capital, so many of the companies that you might work at or products that you use, if you use, you know, Uber, Uber, Facebook, Instagram, any of these products, they have been um, essentially received venture capital early on in their Mm. startup journey. So venture capital affects all of us, whether we're investors or we're consumers or employees at companies, it's a big deal. And, you know, why Backstage was founded was that we were seeing that, you know, most of the capital that these early stage companies were getting First of all, the investors were predominantly all white men, mm. right? So that's already just saying, you know, over 90% of VC, either on the investor side, as well as the capital that they're giving is either coming from or going to white men. Mm. So that's leaving out so many people um, just out of off the playing field. And we yeah. realize there's an opportunity there to invest in companies that are not getting capital, which a lot of times are led by women and people of color. Now, can you clarify for me, and, and I'm so glad that we're, we're breaking down what venture capital is. I don't like to assume that people know. And so this is really fantastic. But when someone, when you are investing in a company as a venture capitalist, are you investing for the purposes of having that? Is it a loan that is going to be repaid? Do you take a, a leadership position in the companies that you are investing in? What's the relationship between a venture capitalist or, or an investor and the fund that is receiving uh, those investment dollars? Yeah, and this is an important distinction. So when venture capital, when we're investing, we're getting equity into a company. Mm. So we actually get ownership shares into a company versus a loan is something that, you know, you take out that loan and you're immediately required to start paying it back. Right. A lot of startups don't have money. The whole point is that you don't have money. And it might take some time before you get that money. We've seen some of the companies I just referenced, uh, like Facebook, for example, you know, they grew pretty big before they had, a, a, you know, revenue and were able to pay back any loans. Mm. But what they can offer early investors is equity and ownership so that when that company is a big company, the early investors 
you know, profit with that company because they own a share of the company. So it's more of a long-term investment versus a loan, but it's really helpful for entrepreneurs, uh, particularly in our community where, you know, you might not have capital at that early stage. Right. And if a bank is requiring you to have a certain number of assets, um, you know, to, to back the loan and et cetera, that can really slow you down as a business. And venture capital is meant to accelerate your business, get capital in, get some advice. We do provide advice and um, kind of leadership within the company. We don't, we're not taking your role as CEO if you're a founder of a company, but we do try to help. You know, we, we advise businesses so that they can grow to that scale that, um, you know, hopefully would make all of us really rich. Mm, I appreciate you clarifying that because there is, you know, a, a well, based fear that when you bring in other people into your company that uh, you you might be right for a takeover, right? There, there's a lot of fear about that, particularly for people who are coming from communities that have uh, hundreds of thousands of years of, of trade and expertise, but have a very recent <laughs> tragic history uh, with takeovers with the inability to to build up an entity and actually allow it to thrive because of all of the uh, various forms of, of oppression that our communities face. You mentioned the fact that most of the venture capital funds are coming from white men going to white men. That is something that exists even before you get to uh, successful black businesses not being able to secure the capital that they need due to racial issues. So, so we know that there's a lot happening here. There's a lot of fear out there. But if I am someone who's thinking about presenting myself to backstage capital, perhaps I I have a company that I think is, is, is a winner. And, and of course I do, I, I do because I birthed it, right? So if I think that I have a company uh, and I know that I, or I know I have a company and I think that I could use some additional resources, what would I need to be doing to position myself to be seen as a worthwhile investment? We, we have one of our, our advertisers who's talking a lot about getting your books together. And, and one of the things in, in the commercials talks about the fact that, you know, it's tax time again and you don't know where your receipts are. Like, so what would I need to do to position myself structurally from the inside out so that I'm attractive to people like yourself who are looking for good companies to invest in and partner with? Oh, yes. So there's a lot of steps, um, you know, leading up to getting investment. I think the main thing I would say is really having some of those things that you mentioned in place, like have you formed an official company? You, you would need to do that so that we have an entity to invest in. So you mean I can't it, just like me that. selling my grandmama's hot sauce recipe out my kitchen? <laughs> I, I mean... We would talk to you. Okay. <laughs> we might try the hot sauce, <laughs> but we can't put the money into nothing, right? So you do need to really think about forming a company and what that looks like. You know, I would advise even getting some folks, if you have anyone to talk to on the legal side, just what that looks like, just getting your company actually formed. Um, and getting the right people around you at that early stage is very, very helpful as you think about moving forward. But when you approach us, a lot of it is selling kind of the bigger dream, mm. the bigger investment opportunity. Because we're early stage investors, we're investing when it might just be you and your hot sauce and your legally formed company. <laughs> like we might just be investing in that. And what we want to know, is this going to be, you know, a billion dollar company or, you know, even a hundred million dollar, whatever that we're, we're looking for a big opportunity. Mm. Uh, so I'd say, you know, we might have heard of the term like a pitch deck or, or something like that, where you can tell a story of your business. Really like, you know, what what problem are you solving? You know, how, how big can this be from, you know, a building a company perspective, but also return on investment? Because mm. we're looking to support you, but also hope that it, we have a big outcome. You know, we're looking to also return capital for our investors. If you think mm. about like the whole 
financial ecosystem. Unfortunately, this is not my money. I don't have enough money to be investing millions of dollars. We actually invest on behalf of other uh, individuals and institutions. Wow. So as the investor's role, I'm looking at opportunities like, like your company, uh, looking for opportunities where we can make more money for our investors. Uh, so venture capital, you have to think about it if you're an entrepreneur approaching us, is that it has to be something that we can um, essentially get behind so that we can all profit. You mm. as the, the founder, but us as the investors, because that's our job is, is really turning capital into more, more capital as returns. I love that. You know, every single day we acknowledge the, the Kwanzaa principle of that day. Uh, and I believe it was yesterday was Ujamaa, which speaks to cooperative economics. And, and that is a principle that asks us to uh, uh, build and maintain our own stores, shops and other businesses and to profit from them together. And it sounds as though what you are describing is Ujamaa in action, uh, literally taking the principles of grouping together people who have the ability to invest, perhaps not on their own, but collectively exactly. they're able to pull those resources and then finding worthy candidates with whom you can partner uh, so that you're literally embodying that principle and that's one of the reasons I'm such a fan of the work that you guys are doing when you think about the typical successful uh, investment partner uh, a group that perhaps you have seen you've evaluated out of out of the many that you have uh, been able to, to engage with by the time the successful candidate has made it to your doorstep, what are some of the classic mistakes, just one or two things that you've seen a number of early stage uh, organizations do that perhaps, uh, but for the fact that they had met up with you, might have spoken to their detriment? What are some of the things that even the most successful candidates for this type of investment, uh, mistakes that they made that you would wish someone had told them earlier on, don't do that thing, sis, you don't need to do that. It's going to hurt you. Yeah, I think, okay, so one thing I, I see is that founders sometimes are not surrounding themselves with the people that they should be from you know, looking at some of the companies that we've invested in, they've been approached by investors that are trying to take advantage of them, mm. right? Like they are trying to get more ownership than they really should at that stage. Like some of the things that you were alluding to before, you know, this industry, um, Unfortunately, there are you know, some bad actors or people that will take advantage of a, an entrepreneur who needs capital early. Right. So I would say really do you know, try and vet as much as possible the people that you're bringing in, um, even your own partners at your company, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's uh, other employees, maybe even a co-founder. You know, really think about, think about if you are going to win at your business, if you're going to you know, reach this multi-billion dollar company, this, this dream. You know, who around you do you want to also be winning with you? Wow. If you feel that it's it's like, oh, I win and I don't really, like it's so awkward that the fact that they're kind of profiting off of you, it shouldn't feel like that. Like we really do partner with our companies. Mm. So I would really advise, I know, I know, I know it can be tough early days starting a company with zero, um, you know, capital, right. but really try and think of who, you know, and be selective. Like, who do I want to be working with me on this and not just, they're kind of there to, to win um, mm -hmm. and didn't do any of the help along the way. Yeah. Really think about that. Um, I've definitely seen some companies, you know, have some people around the table that they wish they didn't, but they kind of needed to maybe in the early days, but, but uh, would be better holding off. Yeah. And then I think the second thing I would say is really just try and build something. Uh, even if you, you think like, Oh, I need, 
you know, X amount of money, like $100,000 before I can get the product where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Try to just do something with whatever resources that you have. You know, the faster you can move, the better it is for building your company, not necessarily the better the product always mm-hmm. in the early days. Yeah. Just trying something. I think just actually getting your idea into reality, you know, even if it's not perfect. I think that's one thing I wish founders would, uh, you know, just get it out there. Like it, it'll, you'll be able to pivot or you'll be able to, to refine the product a little bit more. But I think some founders wait and wait. And I'm, I would, you know, really encourage you if you, if you have a passion, if there's a, something that you want to do, yeah, really just do it. It's not going to be perfect day one. And we understand that even as investors, we are like, we would rather you try Mm. and actually have something than have an idea and we never see it in fruition. So Brittany, you don't know this, but uh, every morning we do a moment of gratitude, or maybe you do know this, every morning we do a moment of gratitude. Uh, and a few days ago, our moment of gratitude was a some advice that I had received, uh, which was basically, you think your job is to get it perfect. That is not your job. Your job is to get it done and then allow other yes. people to help you perfect it. But you gotta get it done. So we didn't plan for you to say this, but you yeah. have just confirmed uh, that that is indeed the track we should be taking. Get it done. It does not have to be perfect. It must, however, be done so that somebody can help you move to the next phase. You know, as I'm thinking about, you know, the, the structure of, of the organization, I'm thinking, not not this hypothetical one, but yours. Uh, I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, I got a lot of sister friends and we would love to be able to, you know, none of us can necessarily pony up you know several grand maybe well yes we could we well we, we are limited in our ability to individually invest in the company but we collectively could do that and we have a lot of this cooperative economic you know sort of dna built into our community as it is if i wanted to be a part of the group of investors again i don't have a company that i necessarily want to have invested in but i have some additional resources i want to be a part of this effort and you've also just said i would get a return on my investment so it's it's not just altruism. It's also good for me. What would I need to do to be a part of the investor side of this relationship, either at Backstage Capital or if I just wanted to create one of these entities on a smaller scale for me and my sister friends to, uh, for us to invest in? What would we need to think about? How would, should we be positioning ourselves to, to show up yeah. as investors? Yes. So I shouldn't just key. say sister think, friends. Uh, my uh, brother friends, too. <laughs> I don't mean to leave the brother they, side. They can, they can, you they can, can invest, too, brothers. Can That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, like everyone should be an investor, like mm. everyone. I think that's something that I believe in very passionately. You know, I started, I started my career years ago um, in finance and in investment banking. I worked in a bank for years and I just saw the people who had the investor mindset as, you know, they're always getting ahead in some way mm. uh, personally, but also helping the people that uh, they invest in, whether it's like a smaller company um, you know, if they're managing other people's assets, whatever it is, I just think if everyone can adopt a little bit more of that investor mindset in everything you do, think about what your return on investment is on your time, um, your social circle, like everything. Um, not to be too too financy, but I really do try and think of like, am I getting a return on my investment in so many aspects of, of life? Mm-hmm. So love this question. Um, and, you know, with that in mind, if everyone should be investors, how do you start, especially in early stage companies? Uh, side note is that, you know, investing in early stage companies has built so much generational wealth. Like it, wow. you know, it hurts me that it's, it's only been in such a small community. But imagine if you invested early days in 
Facebook or you know any of these companies, huge life-changing money for yourself you know, generationally. And that's what we're trying to do as well, but focusing on companies that typically don't get capital. So again, we invest exclusively in underrepresented founders in the tech ecosystem. Mm. So you know, companies led by women, led by people of color and led by LGBTQ founders. Because, you know, we see that a lot of these these founders, if you give them, you know, $1, they turn it into $10. You know, they're those types of founders that really can maximize your return on investment. So this is all for, you mentioned the, the altruistic nature, but it's also, you know, we are investors. We want to see that return and we believe in the entrepreneurs that we're investing in. And we want you to be a part of it. So I'm going to plug a little bit of backstage Um yeah, it's just joining our community, right? Yes. So we have we have a community called Backstage Crowd. So backstagecrowd.com, if you're interested in investing with us, uh, we have opportunities for folks who are already, you know, angel investors. Uh, the, the term is accredited investor. We have opportunities for for those folks. We also have opportunities for anyone. So I recommend if that's somewhere that you want to start, if you like what we're doing, that's an easy place to to sign up. Uh, our community is roughly about 2,000 folks right now, um, and we share deals. So if we're investing in a company, we will get uh, a little bit of what we're calling essentially allocation into that investment. So if we're putting in maybe 100,000, we'll carve out 20,000 where we can share it with our community, something to that effect. So Backstage Crowd is, is a good place to start if you're thinking about investing with us. What was that um, website one but, more time? Backstage Crowd. Yeah, backstagecrowd.com. I love it. Okay. Yeah. And one last plug because, I mean, I feel like I have to shout out our founding partner, Arlen Hamilton. Yes. Started backstage. I love She's her. She's amazing. And, <laughs> and if you don't follow her or know her, get to know her. She's very um, present online. She has a book. It's about damn time. Recommend it so, so highly for people who are interested in, you know, how the venture capital world works, how she was able to build, you know, this fund from, you know, literally she was, she ended up being homeless and building a venture capital fund, like best, wow. best kind of life experience and story that you can yeah. um, read or, or get to know. So plugging Arlen, but wh where we can be helpful here is there's another website if you're interested on either launching a business or the investor side, we're starting to put out content to help people, uh, you know, just get more education in the space. Mm. So the site for that, it's actually Arlen's Academy. Um, and I'll spell Arlen. it. Just, yeah, I know. She's great. <laughs> so we've, we've, we're trying to scale some of this knowledge, right? Like we need to, more in the community, um, you know, more of an inclusive, inclusive investor base needs to exist mm -hmm. as well as, it, you know, more diverse founders. So all the education, we're trying to get it out there. The website is arlensacademy.com. Uh, I'm looking her first at name. it right now. Yeah, yeah yes. So yes, <laughs> we, and I, I definitely want to share this as much as possible because we've now opened it up for free. And you'll see wow. content from understanding how your cash flow works at your company to you know different strategies on pitching your company, all kinds of stuff. And also, I think a few investor resources is because I do believe that everyone should have kind of that investor mindset. Definitely. We're sharing some of that as well. So you'll see a lot of different um, types of content on both sides, the entrepreneur as well as the investor side. So had had to um, plug some of that because we do spend a lot of time trying to share 
our perspective and, and really make um, it accessible for people like venture capital right. entrepreneurship. This really needs to be more inclusive. Uh, so that's a start on our side. Well, we appreciate that start. And I am going to tell my team to start uh, trying to get you back on these airways. We need to have way more of these conversations because it, it's not just about, uh, you know, the social struggle and the racial struggle. It's about how are we going to make us better, right? We can an analyze the problem, but we also want to make us better. Uh, and being able to have an Ujamaa approach to econom economy and building that generational wealth uh, when we ain't got to ask nobody how are we going to support each other. I think that is a key to exactly. our success. Success. Uh, Brittany Davis, it has been such a pleasure having you here with us today. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to tweet out all of those links so all of you can get access to that information. Thank you. Thank you.